Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired Baltimore police sergeant. In the Law Enforcement Today radio show, we are joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, their families, and the community. We'll also be discussing issues in the news from the perspective of those in law enforcement. Check out our daily articles on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. And while you're there, download our free app. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. Search for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. She has dedicated her life to helping veterans and first responders with her unique Unbridled Heroes Project. And she's coming up on a Law Enforcement Today show. The Law Enforcement Today radio show is brought to you in part by Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed Veterans and First Responders Treatment Program offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Calling us from New Jersey, the great state of New Jersey, by the way. Actually, it's a state I was born in. A lot of people don't realize that. My dad was career Navy. I was born in Passaic, New Jersey. Didn't live there very, very long. Uh, we started traveling the world shortly thereafter. Calling us from New Jersey, Amy McCambridge, joining us on a Law Enforcement Today show. Thanks so much for joining us, Amy. Uh, thank you so much for having me. First of all, I got to be transparent. That's a word that these politicians love to use. Amy is my wife Stephanie's cousin. Uh, I think actually the last time I saw you, Amy, you were either getting ready to go in the Marine Corps or you were out on leave from basic training. Was that correct? Yes, that is. It was a long time ago. Where's the time gone? I don't know. It flies by. Yeah, you did a full tour in the United States Marines. How long were you enlisted? I was in four years active duty. That's amazing. That time is flying and uh, flown by. And before I forget, I want to say thank you for your service. Uh, I don't say that enough to our first responders, and I don't say enough to our military people and our veterans. So thank you very much. It's very much appreciated. Oh, thank you. We're here to talk about something spectacular that you do, uh, and you have. I know other people help you as well, and it's something that's very near and dear to my heart and very near and dear to my wife Stephanie's heart. When she told me about it, she said, you got to have Amy on a show. Your group is called the Unbridled Heroes Project, and just to give a bird's eye view, you found a way to help military veterans, first responders, and horses all at the same time. Yes. Yes, we do. That's pretty amazing. Tell us uh, about your program. What do you do? So basically what we do is we have, um, currently we have three wild American Mustangs that we rescued. And it sounds like so odd to say rescued wild American Mustangs, but they are rounded up by the government. um, And there's 50,000 wild horses in holding pens right now. So we rescue them. Um, Otherwise, they 
they can be sent overseas for slaughter, um, and their fate isn't that great. So we have three horses that we have, um, and then we have two mini horses that we rescued from a kill pen. And we take in people who are hurting, um, first responders, cops, veterans, anyone who's hurting, and we have them meet up with our horses, and they kind of heal each other. It's pretty amazing. So it's almost like a, a therapeutic program for first responders, military, and the horses as well. Yes, exactly. I've, I've heard of programs where people use horses for therapeutic means, and they found there's something very relaxing and, and really helps when it riding and things like that. I'm not a horse guy. I'm, I'm a dog person. And <laughs> my wife tried to get me to ride horses a long time ago. And I said, listen, I'll ride a motorcycle. I'll ride a Harley. But I'm not going to argue with something that's 1,500 pounds and has right. a mind of its own. He's going to do what he wants to do, and I'm going to let him do it. <laughs> but that's not quite what you do. You're doing something a little bit different. Yeah, so we, we do not do any riding at Unbridled Heroes. What my husband and I found through our own trauma when he came back from combat was the healing happened on the ground, not on the horse's back. So the horses that we that we were introduced to originally were horses that were rescued from kill pens. So horses that were really, really abused, had lost all trust in humans. And you couldn't ride these horses. You couldn't even really touch these horses. And we found that through just being with them and watching their body language, there was this really holistic way of healing for both the human and the horse. And you never, ever, never once did we ever get on their backs. All that healing happened on the ground with them. See, I could, I could sign on for that. I could hang out with the horses. I can see brushing them. I can see talking with them. I can see just having quiet time with them. I just can't see riding them because it just, <laughs> I'm not a cowboy. I never was. Right. So you're based out of New Jersey, which you, people wouldn't think of, of Northern Jersey as being horse country. Where the heck are you? So, yeah, we are actually in Bergen County, which is even odder for, if you think of horses, people think um, of Morristown. And there are some places in New Jersey that are, have a lot of farmland, but Bergen right. County is not anything like that. So we are located in this little suburban town of Allendale, New Jersey. It's like this little hidden gem. I looked at the map and you're almost between New York City and West Point. Yes, exactly. But not quite a straight line, but a little bit further east from that. And that area is a densely populated area. Now, I wouldn't normally think of Northern Jersey as having enough room for horses, multiple horses, but in all actuality, when you get the further west away from the city, it becomes quite sprawling and very nice. It does. It really, really, really does. I keep telling my wife, and one day I'm going to show her, uh, the Delaware Gap of New Jersey between the, the Jersey-Pennsylvania border is one of the most beautiful areas I've ever seen in my life. It is. It's it's really beautiful. New Jersey is really, really beautiful. It gets a bad rap, but it it's does. got some really beautiful areas. So you are, you're a Jersey girl. Other than when you served in the military, you've been there pretty much your whole life? Yep, except from, yeah, I was in California for a little bit, but other than that, I've been here my whole life. So before we get into details of why you do this, what happens, your story, your husband's story, uh, tell us where people can get more details about Unbridled Heroes Project, specifically how they can help. So we are uh, an official nonprofit. We're a 501c3. Um, people can look us up online. They can Google Unbridled Heroes Project, and we'll pop up. Our website is unbridledheroes.org. And 
because we're a nonprofit, all our fundraising right now is all grassroots. So we have ways to donate online. We have an Amazon wish list. There's, we're working with a team right now to develop other ways that people can help in other ways. Uh, we have volunteers that come in and help with the daily chores of the farm and grooming, and then also people who help us fundraise. And we have a conversation with George Wooden, our friend, retired Maryland State Trooper for BW Unlimited, who's going to be talking to you about some possibility of doing things in the future. By the way, for nonprofits, for charities, everyone I talk to, they always say fundraising is a major issue. And uh, so if you are in the same boat, uh, check out BW Unlimited. Just do a Google search and you'll find George Wooden, a great organization doing great things. So you served the United States military, you're a Marine Corps veteran, and your husband is a military veteran as well? Yes, what? he served in the Army. And uh, I take it he saw combat uh, duty as well? Yes, he did. Well, tell him I said thank you for his service as well. I'm not a combat veteran, I'm not a military veteran. Yeah, I'm a veteran of, of police work in Baltimore. And I think, if my memory serves correct, you have police in your family as well, extended family. Right. My grandfather was a, uh, a policeman in New he York. He was a New York City policeman, right? Yep, yep. I never had the pleasure of meeting him. I believe he passed away uh, many years before I met your cousin. Uh, yes. Policing, military goes, it's, it's in your blood, it's in your DNA. You've been around this your whole life. Right, exactly. And thank you so much for your service also. Thank you. I appreciate it. We're going to take a short break. We are talking with Amy McCambridge from the Unbridled Heroes Project great organization in northern jersey check them out online just do a search for unbridled heroes project you'll get their website find out how you can help how you can make some donations and the marvelous things they do we'll talk more about that in just a few moments you listen to law enforcement today's show we'll be right back want to fly somewhere looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-451-8603. 800-451-8603. That's 800-451-8603. We all know that law enforcement First responders and military have dangerous jobs. They see and experience traumas that most can't even imagine. And all too often, that takes a toll leading to substance abuse, PTSD, and co-occurring mental health disorders. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to helping protect those who protect. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed veterans and first responders treatment program, offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. 
Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Are you working so hard to make a living you can't take time to make any real money? Is every day the same boring routine going nowhere and the money runs out before the month? My name is Ron Legrand, and for over 35 years now, I've been helping clients take their life back by buying and selling houses with no money, credit, experience, or license. If you'll call 800-956-0677, 24 hours, and leave a message, I'll send you my new book and CD absolutely free so you can see how. I've bought hundreds of houses and trained thousands to do the same. Call 800 956 0677 and get your free starter kit until 500 are gone. You'll learn how to make a full-time income on a part-time basis without risk, largely tax-free, and get 90% of the work done for you for pennies. That's 800-956-0677. 800-956-0677. Again, 800-956-0677. That's 800-956-0677. <laughs> are back with our special guest calling from New Jersey, Amy McCambridge. And I said before, you're just tuning in, folks, for the sake of transparency, Amy is my wife's cousin. And I've met her a long time ago. And I'll be honest with you, I'd love to see you again soon. Next time you're in Florida, come on down. I might travel to Jersey in the summertime, but not the winter. <laughs> yeah, it's been a rough winter here. So you have this great organization, Unbridled Heroes Project. Tell us about the history, because I think from what I understand, you came and kind of helped revive it. It was on its last legs? Well, we actually, we completely started it, uh, my husband and I. We were able to witness the healing that horses could do and realize that it was something I think that was not really tapped into the way we got to experience it. So we decided to open up our own organization, um, which is now the Unbridled Heroes Project. All right. And so what prompted you to say, hey, let's go hang out with horses? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to oversimplify it, but, you know, at, at some point you're like, he's struggling from what he'd been through, which is understandable. And you're thinking, well, maybe this can help. Or was it uh, an accidental discovery? It was an accidental discovery. Um when Mark got back from the war, he had lost 18 men, and he struggled with alcohol um, to numb, numb the pain um, of what he'd seen and gone through. And we tried everything. We went, you know, he went to a therapist, he was on medication, and nothing really seemed to work. And we, he also came back with a physical injury, and, and that also, you know, that stopped him from being able to do any kind of exercise or any other healthy ways to help him deal with the mental pain. Right. And it came to a point where we were just completely falling apart. And there was this horse farm, and we'd always both loved animals. And we noticed there was a sign, and it said it was a horse rescue. So we went over, and we started to volunteer there. And we started going every single day for almost two years. And we got to have these relationships with these horses that were from these kill pens that we knew nothing about. 
we knew nothing about this side of the horse industry. We always associated it with good things, and we learned a whole different way of life that these horses had to go through and endure. And I think there was some kind of connection that we were able to feel our own trauma and see it in these horses. And together, we were able to heal. That's wonderful to hear that. Uh, And it's great that you kind of discovered this for him. You have other military veterans and first responders that take advantage of this program as well. Yes. So after, so after we came upon this place and we realized like how much it helped our family and how much it helped Mark and myself, we knew that we had to help other people in the same situation, that this wasn't a traditional equine therapy. This was a very alternative way of pairing a horse that had experienced trauma that could be dangerous and pair it with somebody who also had trauma such as a combat veteran or policeman or first responder, and how could we do this in a safe way? And that's when we ventured off and we decided to open the Unbridled Heroes Project where we could bring people in. So we do, right now we're developing our Heroes Program, which we're going to launch in the spring, and that will be a very structured six- to eight-week program where we'll have our heroes come in for two hours at a time and we'll have all kinds of alternative ways to heal with our horses. And you get more details about that on your website. What's the website address again? It is unbridledheroes.org. And do you get people referred to you by like VA or are they just hearing about you from word of mouth from other people? It's pretty amazing. We just launched in September, and we've gotten people who have just heard about us. We got some local press in the newspapers, and we didn't have our program officially started yet, and we had just gotten our rescues in, which were, you know, they were wild horses, so we had to gentle them, Um, and we were preparing to launch in the spring, but in the process, we had people reach out to us, so we took people on as an individual basis, and it's just, it's been incredible, so we do have a couple first responders that are with us right now, and some veterans also. It's amazing, and I thank you for doing that, not just for the, the veterans and first responders, but for the horses, and that's one of the things I have become a little aware of, but the truth is I don't want to know all the details because it's not nice and not pretty. Right. And, no, and we think of these these animals as companion animals, at least here in America, they've been part of our, our since our founding, you know, especially with the West days and even in, in the East Coast with the horses and the police and uh, the, the transportation mode, it was some animal that we relied upon for our success and you would think that they'd be held in a position across society that honors that companion status, but that's not the case. They're quite often viewed as a commodity. Exactly. Yeah, without going into all the horrible details, they are viewed as a commodity. And we don't eat horse meat in the U.S., but we do export horses. So there's over 125,000 horses that we export each year to Canada and Mexico to slaughterhouses. And I understand you've been doing a lot of work with uh, animal cruelty laws and trying to get things changed, at least in your state. Yes, absolutely. Um, we didn't even know about it. A lot of people don't know about it. I considered myself a horse person, and I had no idea this was going on. So what we're finding out is that there are some laws um, in certain states, in New Jersey being one of them, that has stricter animal cruelty laws for horses. Um, Horses are considered livestock, so they don't have the same laws as a dog or a cat. But New Jersey does have some of the stricter laws, 
But the big problem we're finding is that nothing is being enforced. So we have these laws, but they're not being enforced. And the people running these kill pens are still able to operate. And that's what we're trying to really, really, you know, expose and hold these people accountable. And if we're going to have laws, there, there's no point in them if they're not getting enforced. Yeah, and part of the problem we have is there's not enough resources for law enforcement officers. There's not enough law enforcement officers in most areas of the United States. Everybody's got shortages. I know yeah. some some jurisdictions in New Jersey that are, are laying off. Uh, so trying to find time to handle and the resources to handle the crime against people uh, is daunting enough. Are there programs out there to help train law enforcement agencies to help detect and investigate and prevent or uh, apprehend and prosecute animal abuse? Yes. Yeah, so that's really awesome you brought that up because there used to be, everyone's heard of the ASPCA yeah. and um, New Jersey, we had our own ASPCA, which used to handle all the animal cruelty cases. And then it was disbanded. So they put all that responsibility on the, you know, the local police departments and the state police. And I had, we had a case we were working on a few weeks ago and we reached out because with the new law, like I said, it falls on the local PD or the assistant prosecutor's office. And the police were so, they were so amazing. And they said that they are, they're just not equipped right now to deal with it. They're dealing with all, you know, human, like human problems and trafficking and drugs and all these issues. And that when the ASPCA was disbanded, it kind of threw this all on their lap. So they are getting training, but, you know, it's not... Like you said, there's just there's just so much going on that there really needs to be a whole, I think, different entity that handles animal cruelty investigations. Yeah, it's a very specialized type of investigation. I'm no expert by any means, but I've had this conversation with my wife and many people. They'll say, can't we make such and such animal abuse a felony? And I was like, yeah, you can, but guess what? They don't prosecute most felonies against people. They right. plea bargain them down. And that's when you have evidence and you have witnesses. These animals can't provide witness testimony about what happened to them. Uh, so being able to prosecute someone successfully, it's a daunting challenge. Uh, whether it be horses, dogs, cats, dog fighting or groups or anything of that nature, it's very, very tough unless you can infiltrate it with undercover people. It gets tough. And then when you do that, then you get in front of a prosecutor or a state's attorney's office like, oh, we don't want to prosecute. Uh, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. Uh, let's plead bargain it down to uh, the simplest offense and uh, get a guilty conviction. So it's it's tough. And my hat's off to everybody out there working in that field because it's thankless. There's really no one to say thank you for what you do. Right. No, thank you. It, it is. It's really, really hard. Um, there's... And we're hoping that coming at it from the Unbridled Heroes, like a different platform of veterans and showing how much these horses mean to us. And like you mentioned before, they're a part of our history. They're icons. This country was built on the backs of these animals. So we're hoping that coming from our platform that we can get across a little bit more and have a little bit more success than some of the, you know, the other animal rights groups. We're going to talk more about Unbridled Heroes Project, more with Amy about why she does this, why she and her husband do this, and how it can help veterans and first responders. This is the Law Enforcement Today Show. We'll be right back. Got an old car? You can donate it, whether it's running or not, to the United Breast Cancer Foundation and save a life. They'll even come and pick it up for free. 
The United Breast Cancer Foundation has saved hundreds of women's lives through their free or low-cost breast screen exams. But now they need your help. The United Breast Cancer Foundation wants to save more lives through early detection by offering women free or low-cost breast screening exams. And donating your old car, SUV, or truck, whether it's running or not, helps pay for them. Plus, you get a charitable tax deduction. Help the United Breast Cancer Foundation save lives by donating your old car, SUV, or truck. Call now for free pickup. 800-280-9435-800-280-9435-800-280-9435. Call right now. That number again is 800-280-9435. Epidemic. America's public health crisis. These are all terms that describe the current problem of drug and alcohol abuse in the United States. Countless lives are lost, and heartbroken families are too many to count. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to saving lives. Call 888-991-9725 and online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has many acclaimed treatment programs offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725 and online at transformationstreatment.center. If you've missed past episodes of Law Enforcement Today's show, never fear. You can listen to them online. Just go to our website lawenforcementtoday.com or download our free app also available on our website that's lawenforcementtoday.com the law enforcement today radio show has grown so much and so rapidly we now have two facebook pages you can do a search on facebook for law enforcement today radio show that's a new page be sure to click like when you get there and follow in addition we have our main page which is law enforcement today so do a search on facebook for law enforcement today and be sure to click like and follow that one as well returning to our conversation with amy mccambridge calling us from allendale new jersey is that where you're at i yes that's where our farm's at that's where you're from but you don't reside there uh, are you like closer to the city? We, I'm like 10 minutes away from the farm, but yes, yeah, a little bit closer to the city. Okay. I, I used to visit relatives up there uh, when I was a little child and brings back great memories of just driving uh, to New Jersey. And I'm still very fond of that part of the United States. The traffic, not so much. The congestion, <laughs> not so much. The taxes, oh my goodness, don't even get me started on that. Right. I'm sure yeah. you could go on and on about that. So I want to go back. For those just now tuning in, uh, you're a Marine Corps veteran. You did four years. Your husband, Army veteran. How long was he in the, in the military? Um, he was in for seven years. And he's deployed overseas in combat zones. And again, please thank you and thank him for his service. So we, when he came home, 
Uh, and that's a term I've heard from a lot of veterans, especially uh, from the guys that were a little older than me when I was a, a boy, uh, a Vietnam veteran. So I'm about, they, they were never really welcomed home. And I never quite understood what that meant until I got older and started hanging out with him some more. So for him to experience what he experienced and for those like him to come back home, I'm sure there's a big struggle. I'm sure there's emotional damage. I'm sure there's, for an overused term, psychiatric problems. And I hate that. I hate that term. I I prefer to think of, uh, I wish we had changed this whole post-traumatic stress disorder to post-traumatic stress injury because that's what I believe is more accurate. It's an injury to the brain when you get exposed to all this repeatedly over and over and over. And and it's something you just can't think your way out of. Right. So he was struggling. You talked about all the issues. And I don't want to push for details because that's really not important. But that sort of thing has a tremendously negative impact on relationships. And I say that from my own experience from my first marriage. So that had to come a point where you two started struggling as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, We used to call it the battle after the war. Um, What was so different than Vietnam was when Mark got back and, you know, the men and women from this war, they were welcomed back by the public. And so he didn't have any of that backlash. It was actually the VA and um, the government that kind of turned their backs on our guys and, and, any kind of medical issues that they had. And what we thought would have been easy, not an easy transition home, but easier with the, you know, with the support, it was totally different um, feeling than Vietnam. It turned out to be really, really hard battling just to, you know, figure out what was wrong and getting the proper help for Mark. So it did, it put a strain on our marriage, it put a strain on our kids. You know, there wasn't much help. The VA was very, very quick to, you know, put put him on medications and put a Band-Aid, but not really fix the problem. Yeah, and unfortunately, a lot of those medications, well, all they do is they dull the symptoms and they dull the person. And it makes a life uh, almost like you're living in a, a drug-induced haze. We jokingly called it the Thorazine Shuffle. Uh, <laughs> I know they don't use that, but it's not a high quality of life and it doesn't it doesn't address what's causing the problem. Right. And that's exactly what happened um, to Mark was when he came back. It wasn't just the psychological trauma Mark had. He was a gunner on a Bradley tank, so he used depleted uranium ammunition. And what they now call Gulf War illness, they found men and women after 1991, after the Gulf War, were coming home with these weird cancers and ailments, and they couldn't really figure out what was going on. And it was the same with the Iraq and Afghanistan veterans, and with Mark, what was happening, his bones were actually, like, disintegrating and breaking down, and he had these lytic lesions all in his body. So not only was it mental pain, his body was in extreme physical pain. So, the do- I mean, he was on 300 pills a week and a morphine drip at one point. So he was completely in this phase. Um, it wasn't living. He was just existing. So obviously, the Horses Unbridled Heroes Project aren't going to solve and resolve the physical injuries, but there's been a component that you found, at least through your husband and others, that it does something to help heal them emotionally and mentally. Yes. So what, and I think what works with the horses is that it makes you mindful. So when Mark first got home, his only escape besides alcohol 
um, was to go to the woods and nature. And I didn't understand. And I'd always say to him, like, that's not helping our marriage or the kids. Like, you running away isn't helping anything. And it wasn't until we, I got involved with the horses and I got to witness that outside, natural, beautiful, calming presence that nature has, not just the horses, but being outside, being by the river and the trees. And I understood for the first time what it must have felt like for him, that peace. And with the horse, you have to be mindful, um, especially the horses that we have, because they're abused and wild, it teaches you to be mindful and in the moment. So you can't think about the past and you can't worry about the future. You have to be there in that moment and appreciate it for what it is. And I think that's what makes it so helpful. One of the things that the so-called experts say, and I'm not saying so-called to be sarcastic, but even people who are not experts would say that one of the main things that they try to get people to do that have post-traumatic stress issues is to focus on the present and to stay involved with what you're doing at the moment and, and not to let your mind wander through past memories because they they can trigger physiological responses. It's not just you know thought thing, it's, it's a physical thing. So when you say mindfulness, spending time with the horses, is that what you're referring to? Yes, and we were just speaking about this the other day about they're 1,100 pounds, 1,200 pound animals. So when you're with them, you really have to be in that moment. You can't be distracted. You can't be thinking about anything else. They're so intuitive. They pick up on everything. So it teaches you to really ground yourself and calm yourself down. And it's, it's really, really incredible. It's just a natural response. They mirror you. So they teach you so many things about yourself. It's, it's really, really incredible. I'm sitting here thinking from when I met you a long time ago, and as part of the, to your enlistment, or just out of getting out of basic, and how much this whole process has changed you, not just what you do with Unbottled Heroes Project, but obviously your time in the military, and obviously your husband's time in the military, and you with your family, that this you are evolving as a person as well. Yes, absolutely. This whole process, and we talk about the processes a lot, that the traumas that you experience and the struggles are depending on how you look at it, um, you can let it get you down and you can get depressed and you can drown yourself in alcohol or you can make something beautiful out of it. And that's how we've really, we've learned to love the process and including the bad and be thankful for what it's taught us instead of turning a blind eye to it, um, to feeling it, to not being numb. And, and really we call it like a spiritual awakening that we were awakened now and every moment is so beautiful and to be in the moment with each other because you don't know what tomorrow will bring and just being thankful for today you're so right i know what the past brought and in my own situation i can vividly remember a lot of things i have sensitivities to certain things but i refuse to allow the past and all the violence and the actions of violent criminals to dictate and pretty much determine what quality of life I have for myself, my daughters, my wife now. What you said, too, kind of hit home, I think is very important, is to learn to accept that this is part of me. What I've been through helps explain where I am today. It doesn't determine who I am, and it doesn't determine how I'm going to live. That's been all part of the 
the evolution, for lack of better words. We're talking with Amy McCambridge from Unbridled Heroes Project. We've got more to talk about. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-451-8603-800-451-8603-800-451-8603. That's 800-451-8603. Wow. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. Is the moment I knew that for him... You can't even see the top of that thing! Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Back on John J. Wiley, joining me on the phone, Amy McCambridge from Unbridled Heroes Project, uh, located in Allendale, New Jersey. Amy, what is your website again? It's unbridledheroes.org. And you guys have a Facebook page as well. I'm sure you have Instagram and all that as well. Yep, all under Unbridled Heroes. So do a search for it, check it out. If you can't find it, you always contact me here at the radio station or at Law Enforcement Today. Uh, the contact us page, and, and I'll get the info to you. You guys are doing a lot of work to help military veterans, first responders, and are they coming from New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, New York area? Yes, mostly the New Jersey area right now. So people are not that aware of what you offer, let's just say, uh, just across the state line in, in New York. Right, exactly. Once they do, I think you're going to have a big crowd there. Me too. And I think that once people hear this, you a lot more people knocking on your door. Right. Well, good. Uh, one of the things that's got to be an issue for you, because I know this is an issue for every nonprofit, and, and actually for all of us families who want to be for profit, and unfortunately are quite often not, finances, getting contributions, fundraising, all that stuff's got to be a constant challenge for you. It is. Um, when we took this on. Um, it was a total leap of faith. And again, it was being in the now. Um, it was to live our dreams now. I was diagnosed with a brain tumor, and it pretty much scared me. And I was like, if I wait, there might not be another five years. It might not be 10 years. Like, let's do it now. Let's live our dreams now. So it was a total leap of faith. And But it is. It's really, really difficult, uh, the financial part of it, because we're busy doing everything that our mission stands for. So we're training the horses. We're doing the daily upkeep of the farm. Um, we're, you know, lobbying and we're trying to change these laws. We're trying to market our program, um, develop the spring program. So it's a lot of work 
for a very small group of people. And the fundraising is, is really the hardest because the heart of the program is helping our heroes and helping our horses. So we kind of neglect that part of it because of time. It's, sure. just, it's so time consuming. And on average, what does it cost monthly to maintain one horse? One horse, um, it would be, so we lease the property. So for one horse, including the lease, it's around 2200 a month. And you have three Mustangs and two miniatures? Yes, and two minis. So for all of them, it, the overhead and operating costs are around 2500 a month for all of them combined. That's a big nut to have to, to raise every month. And obviously, you and your husband can't support that financially on your own all the time. Right. I'm sure you wind up bailing it out. You have to, because otherwise you wouldn't be where you're at at this point. Exactly. We did, and we believe in it so much. And um, that right now, yes, it's all coming out of our own pockets. And we've been doing grassroots fundraising. And the more we get the word out there, people have, um, we've had a lot of private donors come through. And it's been really, really awesome. So I think once we get connected with the right fundraising people and we you know, really get our name out there and we start applying for grants and all of that, which is also a process, you know, the grant writing and all of this stuff, it's a lot of work. But once we get that, which I know we will, I think we'll be able to thrive. So hopefully some corporations, uh, one of their people's listening right now and they say, we want to get involved. It, would they just contact you directly? Yes, they would contact me directly. Through your, your website, the easiest way to do that. Yep, and my our phone number is on the website, and that would be the best way, and they would get right to me. So you really don't have a break. You're doing this 24-7, 365. Yes, <laughs> it's nonstop. And this has become your sole occupation also. Yes. Because where would you have time to do all that and, and still have a job? Exactly. There would be, you know, no time. So it's, yeah, it's a lot, and it's nonstop. And I'm so glad you're doing this because there's so many people, we've had so many people on the Law Enforcement Today show that, and I would love to say this, that you know when you have a first responder, it would be firefighter, EMT, or police officer that gets badly injured in line of duty physically and with post-traumatic stress issues that they're well taken care of, that there's a lot of help for them. But quite often, that's not the case. And quite often, they're put under the umbrella of workers' compensation, and they're shipped off and said, you know, handle it, take care of it, and you're on your own. So groups like yours are very much needed for for those segments because they don't have the help that you would think they would have. Exactly. Um, they They don't. And a lot of the help is, you know, your traditional medications and therapy route, which does help in some cases, but sometimes they need something alternative. And what we do, we consider art, the way we train, the way we interact with our horses. Um, and there's a beauty in healing that way. What is the, the difference in the way you train your horses? So we, it's called liberty training and it's gentling. So we don't use any um, ropes or any constraints. The horses all have a choice and it's based on body language. So you really, you have to study the horse, um, learn its language, and then together you guys have to figure out a way to communicate. And so it's really amazing. They will you can get them to do what you want just by certain cues, um, how you hold your shoulders, how you lean in. It's incredible what happens if you listen to the horse. That's the hard part. You know, I, I, well, my wife is better than, than I am, but I talk to my dogs all the time, and I believe they talk back to me. They don't <laughs> use the same language, but 
some of some of my best times are or when I'm walking one of my dogs. It's just quiet. Uh, we both know we're there. We don't have to have a lot of communication verbally with each other, but it does something. It does something for me, and I, I like to think it does something for him as well. Yeah, it it does. When you're walking, I think with any animal, um, and again, especially a horse, these are big animals. Like they are big, and to know that they're there because they want to be there, that our horses will walk with you, not because you have them on a lead rope and because you're forcing them to, but because they want to. Um, is such an amazing thing. It, and you have to be bonded, and that's what the spring program is going to really be about, is having these men and women really, you have to be able to connect with yourself to connect with these horses. And once you're able to do that, it's, it's magical what can happen. I've heard also from many, many of our guests that one of the big problems they have, especially those who have physical injuries combined with mental injuries, from either uh, police work, first responder work, or, or combat veterans, is a, a sense of isolation and feeling like they don't fit in, that they don't, that people don't get them, and they don't get people anymore, and they don't want to have interaction with people. So I would think that this might be a good way to start bridging that gap, for lack of better words. It is. It's an amazing way. Um, the horse. A horse doesn't lie. A horse, like I said, is a mirror of you. And it's a really safe way for people to get a really good response on, on themselves. You, you can learn. I've learned so much about myself through a horse without any words spoken. And you're safe, you know, because they don't judge you. They're not going to yell at you or tell you you're doing something wrong. Um, they will in their own language, but it's a way that that you can understand and benefit from. Plus, it's also non-threatening. I mean, unless they start doing that rearing up in their hind legs right. and taking all that <laughs> stuff. When that's what I get out of there. I don't want any part of that. Right, exactly. Plus, there, the other thing about it is these are very majestic animals. And then it goes back to our history. But just the term, you know, the wild Mustang brings a vision in my mind of, of freedom, of uh, an animal, something that we all strive for. And that many of us, that have gone through so much trauma may find it difficult to recapture that feeling of freedom. That like that's something that's lost and you never find again. Yes, and that's why we love. Um, there's so many different types of horses, and the American Mustangs is exactly what you said. That when these men and women go through whatever they go through, and they lose a part of who they are. And it changes them. And just like these horses, they were stripped off their land. They were taken from their herds, and something was taken from them. And that's where I think that's where the magic happens, is this horse who has lost a part of who they are and this human being who's lost a part of them can help each other fix that. So uh, wrapping up here, how can people get more information and contact you? They can check out our Facebook page, which is um, they can put in the Unbridled Heroes Project. We have an Instagram page, Unbridled Heroes Project, and our webpage is unbridledheroes.org. And, of course, they can contact you directly from your webpage. And if someone has difficulty remembering all that, just contact me. Go to law enforcement today, and I'll be more than happy to send you all the details. Amy McCambridge, thanks so very much. Let's keep in touch. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us on your show. If you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who'd be a great guest, just contact us. The easiest way is go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, the Contact Us tab. Send an email to me, j at lawenforcementtoday.com or robert at lawenforcementtoday.com. You can also send 
uh, message via Facebook. We're all over this thing called the World Wide Web, Instagram, and all that stuff, too. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us here at Law Enforcement Today. On behalf of everyone associated with the show and the website, this is John J. Wiley. Until next time, see ya. We'll be right back.